Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets. Powered by BetSperts, we are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. Back from a little break, I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always, Mr. Andy Molitor, rocking the slumber pups hat there. How was it? How was your first Minnesota Timberwolves playoff game? I heard you gave permission to your daughter to tell the refs how she felt about their performance. Yeah. I mean, break it down. Fun. Good atmosphere. I've been to Twins playoff games. Honestly, nothing will ever top a Twins playoff game in the Metrodome because of the noise factor, like a closed roof stadium like that. I mean, you couldn't hear yourself think. That was a lot of fun. But no, really good atmosphere. The crowds were great. And yeah, we are in kind of a rowdy section with a bunch of you know, like early 20-somethings who were just hammering Trulies. And they were getting pretty mouthy. And like, so when, when it was the ref, you suck. Like our section was quite loud. She's like, and my ten year old's like, "Am I allowed?" To? Yeah, fuck it, it's the playoffs. Go ahead, tell the ref. Like, it's not like they're gonna hear you. She also asked too when uh, another player was shooting a free throw on the other team, "Can I yell miss?" I'm like, "We're in the two hundred section. He ain't gonna hear you. Scream your little heart out. Like everyone's making noise. You're not gonna. She's just too polite for her own good." I'm like, "Guess what, sweet kid." Although it was fun because. You do get to see when you are actually there, you get to see the protesters right away. You don't have to wait for the clips to come out. We got to see that lady get drugged across the court and up the tunnel as she was protesting chicken farm practices. Again, I don't know. I don't I don't follow the whole story, but I do know that sometimes you have to call a flock and it, uh, such is life in chicken farming, although we won't. Uh, this is not a chicken farming show. This is a sports There's betting no show. No need for us to try and unpack those issues. But yeah, Wolves in six. That was the that was the chance that the arena was rigging out afterwards. A lot of fun. Although, man, it was like 1 a.m. before I got out of downtown Minneapolis. So <laughs> we showed up. We showed up for her volleyball tournament. She announces that to the coach. I'm like, that's not how you get playing time by telling her you're up till 2 a.m. A lot of lessons to be learned from that one. They're spry. They're fine. I'm gonna take it a little easier tomorrow. Tomorrow's game, we're just gonna go down to the bar. Just there's a local bar. I'm just gonna go hit that, watch the game, have some wings, have a beer, play some pull tabs, and enjoy those games. Although, uh, which which ones do we have tonight? I know. Uh, let's see. Tonight, Philadelphia, Toronto, Dallas, Utah, and Boston, Brooklyn. One big favorite, two small favorites, and then the series prices are none of them are real fun on the east side. Sixers yeah. are up by a bunch. Yeah, they can close it out tonight as eight-point favorites, minus 7,000. Didn't really get to see the Raptors bite back. The Bucks didn't sweep. They got the gentleman sweep on deck, though. That's another one where tomorrow they can cash that. The Celtics just ripping through the nets is something. And then I guess the Heat-Hawks thing. That was to be expected. Maybe gentleman sweep there, too. But all big, big numbers in the East. It's it's tough, and I think that's what we've learned a little bit this playoffs. It's tough for teams to lose a star mid-game. Um, there's so much planning and orchestration that goes into this stuff, um, where you know losing Kyle Lowry like that during the middle of the game is really an advantage for the Hawks. And something to pay attention for was with some of these live lines. Again, it's really hard to evaluate the impact of a player in general, but to do it during the middle of a game, uh, there's definitely some edges out there to be had. I mean. Well, the Sixers won game one for us, Andy, but it doesn't look the Raptors are going to get it done. I didn't plan for Scotty Barnes to get hurt, Gary Trent Jr. to get hurt and all this, but it seems like the Sixers will put things to bed. 
The Bulls snookered the Bucks, so we'll lose our sweet bet, but our minus two and a half games is looking okay. Yeah. Nets Celtics, I mean, wow. The Celtics have been spectacular. And the Nets again, it just it's a lot of talent, and it's hard now to figure out if it's Nash's inability to put it together, or maybe just not everybody being there at the right time. And it, it looks like we're not going to get any Ben Simmons. So none of those kind of fantasy video game stuff. And we'll talk a little bit more about the Nets Celtics game uh, in, a, in a few minutes, but that'll be interesting. And then Miami Atlanta, yeah, Miami's in really good shape. And yeah. all of a sudden, we have a really kind of intriguing, which should be Miami Philadelphia series in the next round. And we look at the West here, the series back at 2-2 for Minnesota. So the Grizzlies here back to, I think, right around what this with the price opener was. I don't mind it. I think what we've seen this series is these games are really going to be up and down and back and forth games. There's just so much scoring overall. It's hard to tell what's going on now. Curious to see what happens from a refing perspective, giving Mr. Jenkins comments the other day. Um, he wasn't wrong. Did, did you watch the we'll game? See. I didn't. I went back and looked at kind of the play-by-play, and and he, he everything he said was pretty accurate. Now I didn't go back and watch the game and see how many of those were fouls, but it's a little odd that you'd have so many Grizzlies players like that picking up so many fouls so quickly in what has generally been a, a loosely called series. I mean, in the playoffs, yeah. it's it's generally hard to pick up some ticky-tack stuff, and that's where you kind of raise your eyebrows. I thought it was I thought it was just an incredibly inconsistent and poorly refereed games for both sides. I didn't really keep track of the the fault. I mean, it seemed like the foul trouble was warranted early. Like a lot of it was a little ticky tack, but again, the hands were laid and the, there were some fouls called. And then anytime they went to the monitor, it seemed to go Memphis's way. So like they got every review to go their way, but at the same and and of course there was a couple of off the ball, whatever you want to call it, away from the ball fouls. Those are bad. I forgot how bad those are. Like that's practically a flagrant. So, I mean, Memphis had all that other stuff go their way, but they got called for everything early. I just felt it was a really shittily, you know, refereed game for both sides. Like, you just, you had no idea when a guy went into the lane, if he was going to get mugged and if he was going to get called for anything or not on both ends of the court. It was really, really a rough job by those refs. Like, he, he was right. They did a weird job of that game. You make a good point. It could just be patterns of inconsistency that we're putting too much stock into, but it's been a mess. We'll see how it goes. That series will be up and down. We'll talk about Jazz Mavericks a little bit. I actually like something in tonight's game there. Suns Pelicans. The Pelicans yeah. um, looking pretty tough here. I mean, I didn't think that Devin Booker's injury would be this much of a problem for the Suns, but something's off, and, and we'll see what Monty Williams, who you know should be winning Coach of the Year at some point this week, I imagine they'll announce that, if can figure something out here. I'm surprised the Pelicans are still alive. And then our Denver Nuggets have just got clobbered. They got the uh, the nice win the other night. But it's just been a tough series. Jokic is outmatched. And that Steph Curry fellow is, seems to be pretty healthy. So tough, tough sled in there. But, again, it seems like things are kind of shaking out. It is – I'm glad that some of these series are tighter. You know, I think a week ago we thought there was going to be a lot of blowouts. We got a lot of two-twos up there. So, And the Sixers get some rest. So selfishly, love that. Yeah, it'll be nice when the uh, Nuggets, excuse me, the Warriors get a little taste of their own medicine as next next week they'll go up against a better three-point shooting team irregardless. Like, uh, obviously, Bane, Bane was crushing it. Like, every time they weren't putting a body on that guy, he was just absolutely draining threes. And Minnesota made enough three-pointers to get the free Arby's sandwich for the night. I didn't actually cash in on that yet, but uh, when the twelve, when the wolves make twelve, when you have the wolves app, 
you get your free Arby's. So my, my daughter was off. I'm like, like, we're not going to Arby's at one in the morning. What, what we get we free doing? frosties if someone misses two free throws. I like that too. Frosties are honestly better. So, all right, you had something in the you said the Dallas series tonight. Then, yeah, three games tonight. We'll touch quickly on Boston, Brooklyn. A very salient point in the chat there. Um, you know, Hoff mentions that Scott Foster, the extender, Scott the extender, Foster, if you will, the star of the NBA playoffs. Remember, folks, it's the NBA playoffs on TNT featuring Scott Foster. We'll be out tonight, I think, trying to. Not necessarily help Brooklyn along, but I wouldn't be surprised if Brooklyn finally gets a win here. Um, Paul, that's a mean question. I, I won't respond to it because you didn't use Mr. Rivers' correct name, but that's what? mean. I don't appreciate it. I don't appreciate it. I don't like it. I don't need that kind of negativity in my life. But Boston Celtics, Nets, good spot for the next. I, I just they, have, they should win one of these games finally. They've been shooting the ball so well. Raptors, Sixers, I think things are over here for the Raptors. We'll see what Nick Nurse can put together. But uh, the Mavericks and the Jazz, I really like this spot for the Mavericks. Luka Doncic is back, got to play the last game, um, you know, which gives them a little bit of a transition time. I think he's going to feel a lot more comfortable tonight. That game was pretty close, and Utah was able to pull it out on the last-second basket. But you go back and look, um, a lot of – positivity for the Mavericks there they'll be back at home again as three-point favorites I'm projecting Luca at this point around like 75 maybe 80 percent of his total capacity if you will and at that point I'm looking at the Mavericks closer to like a five-point favorite here I think that they're pretty comfortable in this series moving forward again with Luca back he is only going to get better and Utah continues to be the postseason jazz that that we've seen over the past years for whatever reason this style of play they just don't have a fifth gear they don't have some sort of next step or new wrinkle to unveil in the playoffs and as good as Rudy Gobert has been I mean this is some of the best basketball we've seen him play in the postseason it's just not enough to get Utah over the hump so give me the Mavericks here minus three again in a spot where I have them closer to minus five Luka's going to continue to play better and I, you know just get a little bit of discount here so give me the Mavericks yeah I'm just hearing word that Tatum has already been assessed to technical as uh, the Nets game is hours away from happening. That'll be exciting. I love Twitter when they have this conspiracy theory about a ref and then it, cause it's, it's stupid in most sports, they'll do this and then nothing comes of it. But in the NBA with like <laughs> the brothers foster, some of those guys, they'll talk about it for two days and then it still will happen. And that's the most fun. That's almost the most fun you can have in the NBA is when one of these refs actually does the full on, guess what? Game five is happening, fellas. So I'm, I'm not betting money on it, but I am, I'd be very excited if we can get some of that shit. It's a good reason not to bet the Celtics. It's not a good reason to bet the Nets. That's all I'll say. Yeah, it's a good reason to just lay off. Lay off, watch the game, enjoy the, uh, enjoy the shit. Enjoy the I shit show. About it. Speaking of the shit show, golf is in week two of a horrible stretch. As we are heading south of the border to the Mexico Open at Vedanta. This was an incredibly difficult course to even find information on to start with. I don't think I can find it on Nintendo. I couldn't figure out which course they were even playing at this resort to start out with. It's a pain in the ass all around. There's not a lot of stats about it. Ron did a great job digging up what he could. He put out some feelers. He emailed the superintendent. He emailed a couple of caddies and golfers that he contacts to get information on this course at all. So this 
Yeah, this is Ron Dan's making redacted jokes. That's pretty funny. Um, and then also John Rahm is like four to one at some places. So it's John Rahm plus the field. If you don't think John Rahm's going to go down here and give a shit at all, you can probably some good value on some of these other golfers. Like, you know, Danny Berger in this field at 16 to one doesn't feel bad. I bet you get bigger numbers than that too. Aaron Wise, kind of an also ran at, at big numbers. He's Ryan Noonan's big guy, 34 to one. Cameron Tringali being this price is pretty funny. But I know some people that are piling on Munoz here. I'm not sure about Patrick Reed, but Woodland Munoz, kind of some of the early looks I have. Once I get some outrights, I will uh, see when he gets up together. I had a bridesmaid last week as my one of my outrights was second. What are you going to do when the other team shoots a 59 and a 60 in the best ball? It's tough sledding to get another team there. So one of the favorites does that. I guess uh, I just have to doff my cap to them and say, such is life. I had a couple matchups go my way, and I took it pretty easy in general. So not too bad. Hopefully we just make all that money back in the draft as Mr. Walker, Georgia, is now your favorite to go number one. This is fun because we did a little betting on him. There was some plus 350s out there last week. And uh, as Drew and I were talking about, we are pretty nervous because – we might have hit the shit out of that, and it didn't move an inch. So finally, finally, those markets are starting to move late. A bit of a delayed reaction. I don't know if it's informational or enough Enough volume is moving it everywhere. So we have a new favorite three and a half days out. I'm very, Mom's very sweat. excited. I'm, this is a great week because we're closing out some series. We're just going to start looking at round two series. We got the draft. I don't even care if it's a shitty golf tournament. This is a very, very fun week. Um, the Twins swept the White Sox. That's hilarious. Uh, should yeah. have bet on today. Uh, just yeah, I should have put my. Tw- I wore my Twins hat to the to the game. I didn't realize I didn't have any Timberwolves gear at all. So I'm like, oh, I'll just buy a hat when I get there and make my daughter put the Twins hat in her backpack. So then she had to get a hat too. Jesus Christ! So I think I had a pretzel, a hot dog, a beer, and she got a drink. Like forty bones. And then you go to the gift shop. And it's not terrible, 50. Like, yeah, it's not horrible, but it's like, uh, it's crazy how much you spend after you get to the stadium. I'll never not complain about that. I didn't know where Alex went. The uh, the people who run the stadiums are mad at him. They kicked him right out. And it's a it's a maybe a good week for it. He doesn't have any tennis. There he is. He's back. I have no idea what happened. Where'd you go? All right. Fresh something. It's all very odd, but hey. Glad you had fun at the game. Glad you got a half. I was going to say, if if you were going to leave, I was just going to skip tennis because you don't have any bats. We're just going to talk a little bit. When when does Wimbledon start? June? Yeah, Wimbledon is, let me just double check. I mean, the next one up is the French Open. That will be towards the end of May. And then Wimbledon is the end of June. End of June, first week of July. That's right. Wimbledon. We watch Wimbledon on July 4th sometimes. That's true. But it's no tennis. The next tournament for the women actually starts midweek. It's a W1000 in Madrid. Should be a great tournament. We'll have some outrights and stuff, I'm sure, in the coming days. Assuming they they play on a draw. It's tennis. Anything's possible. I might not even know who is playing until minutes before it starts. It's part of the fun that is. But no tennis here midweek. But did want to mention on some news that came out. And I know Andy is a big tennis better. I'm sure this was shocking to you. It doesn't appear that any Russians will be playing at Wimbledon. 
I'm not, again, a million thousand percent sure how they're going to determine that. I assume whatever country of affiliation you have, I wonder if anybody has put in a change of, of country of affiliation like that. But on the men's side, I mean, this is huge news. I mean, it's Daniel Medvedev and Andre Rublev, two of the top 10 players aren't going to be there. Hatchinov, Karatsev, again, two guys in the mid-20s, low-30s ranking-wise aren't going to be there. Some young players, you know, like Roman Safulin might have been fun and qualifying. On the women's side, not too many huge names, but, you know, somebody like Sam, Ludmilla Samsonova, Ekaterina well, Alexandrova, Pavel Yuchenkova, Kasekina, well. Kudermatova. It's, it's going to um, be tough. Uh, Anya, they're keeping Belarusians out as well. And Belarusians. I'm sorry, yeah, that's they, an update for you. Yeah, they're, they're so lumping them in. So no Sabalenka is uh probably that ends up probably being your biggest name on that side no sabalenka no azarenka either yeah you know azarenka is no spring chicken but she's still playing and it's grass I mean, broke, the older players have an advantage yeah i don't know who broke the news if to little leo but yeah no azarenka as well it's a very odd situation again in general supportive of tennis trying things like this and, and we've seen tennis do stuff like this they pulled um all the tournaments out of china when you know there was all that stuff going on with uh peng shui they've been you know supportive of people coming out necessarily with domestic abuse allocations and things like that yeah. so uh, tennis is kind of progressive in this way i don't know if it necessarily makes sense I don't know necessarily what Daniel Medvedev and Andrei Rublev and Anastasia Pavlyuchekova have to do with Putin's war in Ukraine, but it just sucks. It's just a shame that we're not going to have some of our best players and there'll be yet another asterisk grand slam, if you will. Yeah. Dumb. I hate it. Maybe, you know, maybe Putin, maybe, honestly, we, if Putin doesn't survive to Wimbledon, maybe we flip this around. Did you see that video of him? He looked bad. Like, he looks sick. I made the joke earlier. We were talking about somebody where he said, I didn't even know he was sick. Like Putin looks rough right now. So Where's maybe, hell? maybe, maybe we can just, you know, knock the war out here and we can get our, our tennis players. Out. It does suck for Medvedev. Medvedev is at the peak of his career. Like this is, this is his He's year. got a shot to win this thing. Yeah. These are the years he's supposed to be winning. And yeah, Rick Daddy, 69, 420 did give us Fiala to score a goal. Fiala made the score sheet five times. With apples, thanks for the assists. Yeah, no right church, wrong, right church, wrong pew. That's pretty funny. So, yeah, what are you gonna do? Hockey's a tough sport. You tried your best, Rick Daddy, and we appreciate you. We appreciate everyone in the chat. Hit a thumbs up on the way out. We'll catch you, catch you tomorrow for some more, uh, some more betting, some more gambling. Me and Alex, producer Dan, we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>